I'm on the everlasting mind. Well, I got my tracing paper so that I could trace my clock. And the bastard Welcome back. This is The Master as we go and catch up with Eric Roy, um, former... MP down here in the south these days, Northern South and Farmer. Eric, welcome to the muster once again. How are things? Oh, it's a beautiful day up here at Tiana, wall-to-wall blue sky. I think Southland's got out of this latest weather bomb the best ever, and the grass is growing, so let's hope that uh, spring's well and truly on its way. Yeah, absolutely. Like just talking to Brucey before about the situation unfolding further up the island. It's a far cry from what we've had in the south. I mean, Rugby Park yesterday, for Pete's sake, it's like 17 degrees. It was hot. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yep. Hey, Eric, um, what's going on in Parliament at the moment? I mean, you're as good as anybody qualified to tell us what's happening in that situation. Uh, Dr Sharma is more or less taking the government to task over bullying. What do you make of what's going on in there? It sounds like it's an absolute basket case of a situation for the government unfolding. Well, several issues uh, are there, and, and I don't know whether doctor, I think you're pronounced, supposed to pronounce it Sharma, even though it's written Sharma. Right. I, I'm not sure how well he was briefed on, on actually what would, w- was happening. I have actually been a whip. I was a whip in my first term in government between 93 and 96. And um, a lot of people come in and they don't just appreciate that there is a, a, a very prescribed way of of managing everything. Nothing sort of happens by accident. You just don't go into the house and decide you're going to ask a question or uh, or, or stand up and make a speech. Those things are all uh, pretty much scripted and organised, and each party has what they call a procedures meeting every day. And when you're a backbencher, your job is really to front up to the select committees you've given, read all the submissions, make contributions, report back to caucus, and do all that stuff. You're not you're not a starlight in the house, which is what some people think. So I don't know what Dr. Shermer's sort of expectations are, but the, the government whips actually have a responsibility, A, to ensure that all the votes are done, uh, that the right sort of questions are asked and, and all those responses are done. Also, that the select committees are manned, especially when there's votes on bills that have to come back to the House, that the, that the whole sort of operation isn't overridden or hijacked by the minority or opposition party. So you just got to front up to go there. And sometimes people might say, well, look, I, I'm just busy doing this or doing that, but it's absolutely paramount if you're a whip to actually ensure that you win the votes you're supposed to win. <laughs> now, we, we, how Kieran McNulty has actually managed that uh, and, and whether there's bully, what's perceived to be bullying or someone just being told what to do or else, um, that might be the case. In, in my own instance, I, I don't know that I'd be regarded as a bully, but sometimes if someone wasn't very helpful, they might get asked or told to make a speech in the House without notice for 10 minutes on something like the Palmerston North Playground Empowering Bill. And one one or two of those experiences generally brought people into line. Yeah, it must be fascinating being in there and seeing the insights that actually occur in situations like this. But it's a case when you're an MP, um, a case of being able to walk before you can run, isn't it? Well, that's true. And, and I mean, um, it's a bit, <laughs> you can describe it any way you like. There's a lot of people 
that never get much better than being bench players for for um, rugby teams that they got to show up to practice and yeah, do yeah, their yeah. things. You, you've, you've got, got foot sloggers in the army and generals <laughs> making decisions and. And, and there is a you know a hierarchy in, in most things that happen. And, and some people, when they think they're elected, think, oh, no, this is me. I'm going to do this and raise uh, whatever I think. And, and that just cannot happen and doesn't happen. And uh, it it's, takes some time for people to appreciate that. But I think if you separate away the issues of bullying and whether Dr. Sherman is a good person to work for, the thing that he said that rings alarm bells for me is um, that the Prime Minister's department has got people from the party in there um, manufacturing ways that information cannot be uh, required to be given by the Official Information Act. And, And one of the things that Parliament in New Zealand rests on is there's no connection between uh, donations given to any party for electoral or any purpose and the MPs that are in the House has got to be complete separation. There's also got to be party separation on on official information flow. And I'm not sure why the media and the opposition aren't really climbing into that issue because um, I think he's called for an inquiry, but uh, that, that really needs to be explored as to how that's working and how serious it is and if there's any substance to it because it's a bit of a blot on New Zealand's sort of democratic process where everything is always open and honest. If anything, for the opposition, you can argue this has taken the heat off Christopher Luxon and what has been a pretty taxing couple of weeks for him, though, hasn't it? Well, it has, and I don't think there's any doubt that the attack on Oofendale and subsequently uh, Luxon was a hit job, and I say that because the people that have made the claims haven't come forward and given their names yet, so it's, it's all been incognito. Um, and and but this one here, we've got someone who's actually named and doing it, and uh, and it's it wasn't a hit job organised by the opposition. So it's a pretty fascinating sort of scenario that's playing out for us all to see, and it's quite public, really. Um, I, I think now, talking about hit jobs, what I'm, I don't know where that Walker jumping situation is, and because Schumer's a democratically elected person in Hamilton West whether the caucus and the Prime Minister can actually exclude him from Parliament. I think there's no doubt they can ban him from the party. And we've had that before. We had people like Alamein Kopu from Alliance that I had to look after once upon a time. Um, So if they can't actually exclude him from turning up to Parliament, then ACT and National need to give him the odd speaking spot and sort of look after him and... (laughs) and, uh, he'll continue to sing like a nightingale if he has that opportunity. (laughs) But it's a bit like Jamie Lee Ross not that many years ago. Same kind of situation, isn't it? Uh, Well, I I don't want to comment on that. Jamie Lee is still before the courts, and they're going to make a determination on on how he's perceived. But, But one or two of the things that have come out there would seem that he was pretty disappointed that he didn't get some of the jammy roles that he was after. And uh, consequently, they, that may have had an impact on his behaviour. We'll have to wait and see what the court says. Uh, he was a bit further up the food chain, having been a whip, 
himself than what Dr. Shermer is, who's just in his first term and still learning the ropes. Yeah, I think what I was referring to there was the way that um, National more or less had to kind of manage him because the way the situation unfolded, all of a sudden it just kind of blew up in their face. By no means was it going down any other path. That's true, that's true. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just shows you, though, how politics can be such a fickle, fickle business, doesn't it? Well, it is, and, and, and like, quite often today's news is uh, next week's fish and chip paper, yeah. but sometimes these things kind of linger a bit, and uh, I, this, to a government that said this is the most transparent government ever, this is going to start and actually have serious impact unless they deal with it, and deal with it in a way where we all have some confidence again in the fact that uh, the party isn't interfering in parliamentary business and, and that there is separation between party and, and, and the lawmaking process. As Jacinda Ardern said, we will be the most open and transparent government ever. Good honour. Hey, Eric, we'll leave, let you go back to your fencing. Appreciate your time, mate, as always. No, all good. Take care. Eric Roy there, um, interesting to get his insight too, what's been going on with the government for the last week. And yeah, just like he said, like today's news is tomorrow's fish and chip paper based on what's going on there. But like we say, Christopher Luxon, um, he'll be having that fish and chip paper quite happily, I think, at the moment. Um, Up next on the muster, this is a Monday afternoon. We're going to Stewart Island. We're catching up with Bruce Ford. Yes.